0: Welcome to another episode of the Sparkles of Gold Astrology Manifesto Podcast. My name is Nicolás Poliamanacos, a.k.a. Sparkles of Gold. Today's episode will be covering the aspects, the astrological aspects, from February 26th, Sunday here on the West Coast, to March 5th. Yes, we're we're getting into March. I'm going to talk about several things that I see this week. Um, If anything else... Uh, comes through my brain and um I decide to not censor myself. I will talk about it, whatever it is, it might not even be about astrology. Um, but yeah, there's some things flowing through me and um and let's get right to it. Um you know Sunday the twenty sixth uh we still we start the day still with uh the remnants of the moon being in Taurus. Um and it, which is good. Chill. I think that was needed for the days of, you know, going into the 23rd, 24th and the 26th because the, before that when the moon was in Aries, we had some interesting uh, a fire energy last week with and you I don't know if you've been looking at the sky lately, but Jupiter, Venus and the moon when it was in Aries, they were all pretty much on the ecliptic there and created some amazing visual configurations in the sky. Uh, I've been going out to look at it. It's been building for weeks, but that's pretty much what we're coming out of. Um, But we're not completely finished with some airy story and so on and so forth. Even though we are in the Pisces birthdays, uh, and at this moment when I'm making the podcast, we're in a Taurus moon, there's still the energy of Venus and Jupiter in Aries, and it's totally visual in the night sky, the evening sky. So that's kind of like the engine of a lot of the aspects right now. In the end, so anyway, we have on the uh, later though on Sunday about seven. It's not later, seven forty uh in the morning Pacific time. The moon enters Gemini, where it's going to pretty much spend its time there transiting the next couple days. Um, And we know, or if you don't know, uh, the planet Mars has been in the sign of Gemini since last August. It's getting to the end of its transit here, uh, May 25th-ish, or excuse me, I'm sorry, March 25th, 2023. So uh, whenever the moon goes into Gemini since last August, it's a definite thing to focus on because the moon's going to create a conjunction or come together with Mars. So there's going to be always a lot of heady energy with moon and Gemini. And then with Mars, it's just accelerated and intensified with Mars wanting to just take on multiple thought patterns and thoughts, stories, and try to implement them like Gemini energy does. So the moon goes into the uh, to the 27th. Um, it makes several aspects uh, sex towel is Venus in Aries. It's gonna, be, and then so many hours later, it vibes with that Jupiter in Aries that I'm talking about. So you could see how the theme here is Venus, Jupiter, and Aries, and and the air sign of Gemini, uh, you know, finds a conduit and a relationship with those planets on on the 27th. And let us, let us not forget the wounded healer of Chiron in Aries, where. There is some sensitive uh, communication going on here with wounds in the Aries part of your chart, and I think it's a good thing. It's a productive type of healing and salve for one's mind and for for the Aries part of your chart, or if you have planets or a rising sign in Aries. Um, So later that night on the 27th on the Monday at 8.20 p.m., the moon does make its conjunction with Mars in Aries uh, Gemini. Okay. So noted, I think we only got one more of those coming up and that's it. So the next month when we get to the, um, we get to the 28th, the moon, uh, at around 6 40 PM is going to enter the sign of cancer. Now I don't talk about all the moon ingresses in my weekly podcast when I do them, but I, this one's important in particular, because we come out of an intense air fiery type of vibe the last two and a half days uh, 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 with the moon in Gemini. And then we go into the emotional, uh, sensitive water sign that is Cancer, that's seeking security and safety, but also wants to talk about and process emotions. And sometimes it doesn't come across verbally. It moves in a different pace, uh, sort of like a boundaryless feel at times, but always deep once it finds its safety. So that's what the Cancer moon likes to perform and do its thing as. And when we get into... March 1st. Uh it's a culminating peaking moment on Wednesday March 1st and the reason is is because the moon in Cancer starts it's still there on the Wednesday and makes several aspects in the sky. It flows and has a trine with the current uh, sun in Pisces about 5:10 p.m. in the afternoon. It it, uh, then it starts to do something else, <laughs> and it starts to square and come into a caustic uh, relationship. A square is a 90-degree angle, and it's a challenge with Venus and Jupiter in Aries. This day on Wednesday, you might read and see a lot of astrologers talk about how this is one of the most loving days of the year, or a party day and the reason is is because venus and aries and jupiter and aries are together in the sky and if you do look at the sky they're going to almost be as one you'll see a little bit of separation in the sky between the two but they're super close the closest they'll they'll be together and then you know venus starts to move forward past it but this has been building up for weeks this conjunction now yes if if you if you a person who's aries or as venus and aries mars and aries this could be hot literally um this is great uh, an expression of one's will and self and relationships uh, uh, a, a a let's say a to push oneself out and have fun because of venus relating with jupiter's a, a wanting to push and go past boundaries in aries and it's doing it together with venus there there's you know there's a sense sometimes of fortune and luck with jupiter um you know, the, 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 you know Jupiter and Venus here in Aries doesn't want any resistance, right? It, it just wants to go and do what it wants to do, and through life's pleasures, Venus. So that's great, right? And so sometimes too, this can start off quick and hot and burn out fast. Now, again, you might catch a lot of like narratives here on the internet of people talking about how this higher, this intense love thing. And I, and I think that's part of it. But I started talking about the moon in Cancer that started the day before. And when we get to 6.49 p.m. Pacific time on Wednesday, the moon, even before then, in Cancer, is building up to that caustic relationship with Venus and Jupiter. So I don't think it's all fun and games on Tuesday until Wednesday and a Thursday. It all depends on your chart, but the moon and cancer and its sensitivity and it's rawness is clashing in a sense with the rawness and impulsivity. Like remember Aries is impulsive. It doesn't think uh, like, and weigh things out like Libra does, right? The opposite sign It it's running on impulse and instinct. And it just do get now. You know, raw instinctual level. So that's that's great, and that could a show of love that way. But the Moon in Cancer isn't just gonna run on that surface fire at times. It's gonna bring depth in emotions and complexity in emotions, and it's squaring off with with these two other planets. So it's it's there's there's a little bit of a a little bit of a shade here in a sense of just it's not completely raw fire. It's it gets kind of tempered down. By water, deep emotional water of the Cancer Moon splashing upon and permeating the Venus and Jupiter and Aries. So again, it, it I always like to when I do general forecasts also, you know, like to mention, like okay, where's Aries in your chart and where's Cancer in your chart, and do you have planets uh, in those signs, and do you have planets in other cardinal signs uh, like Libra and. Well, I'm forgetting the cardinal carbos- sign. Wait, let me get this straight. This is the learning moment. <laughs> the cardinal signs start the seasons. So in a sense, the first one is Aries, which is a fire sign. So it starts spring in the northern hemisphere, okay? And then when we get to summer, uh, the solstice, it's Cancer, a uh, water sign. That's a cardinal sign. When we get to the fall, northern hemisphere again, it's Libra. And when we get to the one I forgot, <laughs> which is... Uh, winter time in the Northern Hemisphere the, the, is the sign of Capricorn, Earth sign. All these signs are called um, cardinal signs. And what that means is they initiate, they, they, they start things, right? There's the other signs in the zodiac, that, like the fixed signs and the mutable signs, they deal with things differently. So, saying that, that type of cardinal energy and in- initiating energy, they're squaring off with each other with the moon and Cancer and Jupiter and Venus. Why am I talking so much about this? I just don't think it's all candy. And I don't, I think it could be very difficult if you got planets in these uh, cardinal signs between 10 and let's say 15, 16 degrees. If you know your chart, pay attention to what's going on. Remember how th- raw things could be Tuesday, Wednesday to Thursday, the 28th of February, the March 1st, and March 2nd because of this uh, cancer thing. Now, Again, if one has to express themselves uh, emotionally and it's been building up, and you have planets in these signs, you have to go for it. I don't think you're going to be able to help it. I think it's impulsive. Um, make sure if it gets into tough territory that they're, you know, that, that you you don't get too uh, too hot with your words. You know what I mean? And, and 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 hurt. And if you do, try to find a way to come together and and balance the Venus and Jupiter and Aries with a little bit of like more a stepping off and objectivity. Okay. Now I'm done talking about this. Um, anyway, that goes into March 1st. It, it, the interesting thing is, is when we go into Thursday, March 2nd, Mercury, who's uh, been in the sign of Aquarius is going to make its conjunction and go together with Saturn in Aquarius at about six, four, 3, six 34 ish a.m. And um, Saturn's at the last degree of cap or, or of, of uh, Aquarius right now, about to finish its two and a half year uh, transit that started in 2020 uh, in Aquarius. It's at 29 degrees. Mercury this whole week is building up to this moment on Thursday. Um, and so you, here is a continuation of a sun Saturn conjunction that happened in Aquarius. About a week and a half before, and a, and a part of a beginning of a cycle and end of a cycle with Saturn and Mercury's touching upon this point, 29 degrees. It's uh, the last degree when we deal with astrology because when we deal with 30 steps and 30 degrees, we go uh, uh, we go zero to 29 instead of one to 30 if that makes sense so it's at 29 degrees there's definitely a solidification and communication going on here with saturn there is a um a crystallized objective almost uh computer-like a coldness in conversation, in that solidification, Saturn ruling solidification and crystallization, wanting to get the details down, wanting to set it in stone, literally. In this case, because it's an Aquarius, we'll say, set it in the hard drive, and the memory of all things, of you. And and, and they, they have this moment, Mercury-Saturn, and it's a big one because eventually, it's less than a week after this, On March seventh, that Saturn in Aquarius is finally going to leave the sign of Aquarius and start a cycle in Pisces. So it's kind of like everything that's happened in the last since 2020 with Saturn in Aquarius kind of has its final exam here, kind of final verbal uh, uh, connection. And 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 because of Mercury being verbal and about communication, ideas, thoughts, and opinions comes together and solidifies with Saturn and sets it, sets it in stone. And it's what I mean about a final exam, it's like the final thing, the final examination from the last two and a half years of Saturn in Aquarius. And Mercury brings it through, you know. So if you know you look to the Aquarius part of your chart, for those of you know, I might do a separate video on or video on this on YouTube actually because about a Saturn and Pisces video, but just talking about the end of Aquarius. But we have an interesting moment here. And, and um, take note of what happened in the Aquarius chart for the last two and a half years. So we, uh, later, later that day, that Mercury-Saturn conjunction I just talked about happened at 6.40 a.m. Pacific. But later that day, 2.51 p.m., Mercury then leaves Aquarius and enters the sign of Pisces and starts to dream and doesn't have starts to walk away from the solidness of Saturn and in the restriction it might've felt actually, and wants to be free and boundaryless in its creativity in a water sign Mercury there. So it's dr- dream talk, uh, a daydreams in the of the mind, creative writing, uh, uh, poetry, uh, <laughs> words of love, uh, words of compassion. These are certain traits you could see in Mercury in Pisces. So, when we get to uh, uh, March third, which is a Friday, the Moon is going to finally leave Cancer and go into Leo at about seven fifteen a.m. Uh, later in the morning, at nine forty-eight a.m., that Venus in Aries that we talked about earlier in the week, with, that was together with Jupiter. Um, is actually going to be together now with Chiron and Aries, and this is a big moment. I, in particular, have been waiting for this moment for a year. Uh, um, this, these, these weeks actually with Venus and Aries and Jupiter and Aries, because they're coming into the degree points of touching Chiron and Aries, which is a longer story. And you know, I, um, I, I appreciate this, and I, for those of you who do have Aries planets. At these mid-degrees, this is a big moment here. This is a, a, a loving self-love moment, self-love, self as an Aries, taking care of self, the will of self, putting oneself out to the world like, I want this, I need to, to heal this part of myself. I will do and take action uh, and use whatever I can to um, uh, nurture and, and uh, evolve with my wounds and turn it into something um, that gives me growth. And so the, I think here after the midweek uh, interesting Venus-Jupiter transit that happens with that Cancer Moon squaring it, I think this is actually a good moment here. And you know, the moon being in a fire sign of Leo that enters that day in that morning. So uh, you know, it's a type of thing where eventually when we get into like even to Saturday, the moon is gonna and Leo's gonna ch- vibe in a good way with Jupiter and Aries. And with Chiron in Aries and with Venus in Aries, so you see here Friday and Saturday, the third and fourth, is a lot of fire and a lot of um, a lot of good, solid, uh, instinctual foundation work that can be applied and expressed. Fire expresses wants to express Leo and Aries here wants to express, and I think when it comes to healing, sometimes when we deal with heat and fire, I always talk about this. Sometimes, sometimes you have to push something out. Sometimes you have to uh, your body literally has to sweat something out for things to purge and come to the surface. So, in a sense, we're we're cleansed and regenerated, and to have your blood flowing and moving. And this is the type of energy that's happening. On the third and the fourth, um, and I think it's important from the long term story in the Aries part of your chart, and especially for the healing, and progression and growth of the Chiron and Aries story that has been happening. So we get into Sunday, which is the last day here, and um, the at least of this podcast uh, that uh, that Moon and Leo is going to vibe even on Sunday with that Mars in Gemini. Uh, Mercury in Pisces is going to even make a connection to the North Node in Taurus. Just thought I'd throw that in there. And later on at night at 7:38 p.m., we end the weekend of of fire uh, with the moon in Virgo. I'm going to stop the transits for them because I'm going to try to make another podcast for next week. I think maybe one for the month total because... Saying this, for those who've made it this far, the month of March, if you don't know it already, astrologically, is a huge, one of the biggest months of the year, and the reason is, is because we have major changes coming planetary-wise. We have Saturn going into Aquarius on March 7th. We have Pluto, who's been in the sign of Capricorn (laughs) since 2008. Think about this, 2008 On March 23rd, Pluto dips its toe, if it even has toes, into the sign of Aquarius and plays an interesting game and story of going into Aquarius only in in the summertime to come back to the late degrees of Capricorn again and eventually go back into Aquarius the end of this year and into next year, then solidify itself being in Aquarius for the next 20 years. Uh, The other thing is, is on the 25th of March, we're going to have Mars finally leave the sign of Gemini, which has been there since last August, and it will be entering the sign of Cancer. You could see now three major planetary bodies that have been in in signs for a long time. Mars being in a sign for since August, seven, eight months or whatever it is, that's a long time for Mars. Uh, Pluto, that's how Pluto rolls. It rolls in like uh, 15, 16 to 20 year increments in signs. Saturn, it's every two and a half years. Now, I'll be making some more info on this on YouTube, hopefully. I need to get sleep before I do things like that. <laughs> but a lot of us have been waiting for this moment. Uh, in the astrology land or you've been following it, if you have had these certain dreams and certain things you've been thinking about and you've been brewing and been feeling it since the beginning of February, well, get ready because once we get into March and through March into April eclipses, into May when Jupiter goes in the Taurus, it's a brand new world, my friends, and an interesting bunch of storylines that will be appearing, new ones. So, saying that, I want to end the podcast by thanking all of you who have been supporting. I'm not into the millions or thousands of downloads on this podcast, but I see consistent downloads for me, which means it's like a select few of you. So I'm talking to you right now. Thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. If you feel called to, please share my podcast in any way or or go on to uh, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Buzzsprout or uh, Amazon or even the dreaded Spotify, please uh, uh, please rate my podcast. I hope it's a good one. Um, you know you can find me uh, on YouTube at Sparkles of Gold Astrology there. I just about a week ago from the time I'm doing this podcast did a, uh, a live two-hour call-in live stream where I did charts live. You can go to my channel and check that out. I got to work on some videos here in the next 48 hours to put up about the next month, hopefully. Um, but what I'm best at what I, where I find my my true positive power, is in the place of one-on-one consultations. I take my time there. We can have a conversation. We can go through and try to answer some of the questions that you might have, and see if we can come up with some tools for you to take your next step in this world. To bring yourself contentness, be content. Happy, balanced, and one with yourself. You can find out more about my consulting sessions at sparklesofgold.com. So until next time, my friends, goodbye.